I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hey, everybody. It's Patrick, and I play Ezra the Golem. This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Fine patrons, welcome to the Gilded Round Grog House and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwistle, and here we are once again uh, to get right into the, the meat, the marrow, the, the nasty entrails of intrigue. Uh, this is some real paragon business. I mean, although technically only one of the brute force at this moment was a paragon. Um, two, if you count the unconscious yeti that at one point was a member of the brute force that was laying on the, the floor of the airship. But, you know, technically you probably wouldn't count Mirka in this situation. So really, one of them was a paragon. The rest of them was basically self-proclaimed paragon without country uh, because they were all running around with relics at this point. Suffice it to say... This was uh, some crazy batshit stuff going on, right? So last time, if you weren't here, figure out time travel, buddy. (laughs) You know, because the stuff that you missed, it can't can't be made back up. I mean, I suppose you could wait another three or four years. um, And then I will start the story again, maybe in another town somewhere. And if you travel along behind me, maybe you'll hear that that part. But could you imagine if if you missed it then too? For the rest of your life, following me around, continually missing the same part of the story. Uh, just, I mean, sit back and relax about the fact that that, that hell is not your life because you did not miss last week. Um, but, you know, for, for those of you who may need a refresher, um, the, the brute force was in Merkheim. Uh, they had recently traveled there to try to get the relic, the Burden's Rest, a massive axe from uh, Mirka, their old friend and recent enemy, I suppose. Uh, who was the paragon of Murkheim at the time. Well, they had been sent on this quest by the Council of Mages in Auster, uh, ostensibly to return the relic back to them, but they had ulterior motives, having been working with Agarion and Clashtiger to collect all of the relics of the land and return them to the gods themselves. In passing, they kind of mentioned this to Mirka, not really going into it too in-depth, and just expected maybe that she would hand over her abilities of being a demigod. Didn't quite work out that way. They got into a big fight. She beat the ever-living piss out of all of them. And then eventually Lola popped in and said, Ah, ha-ha, namanamancy. And she forgot everything she ever knew about Mirka to knock her out with a magical arcane sleep spell. It was a really an amazing moment Uh, high drama um, uh, it was it was a beautiful thing Uh, but anyway here's where we are we've got a a sleeping yeti on the floor of the airship we've got Lola standing over her unable to really process who or what she is and uh, we've got a skeleton with a broken femur and uh, lest we forget we've got Cammy with a relic in her hands for the first time You guys have a you have a sleeping yeti. There's a giant hole in the side of the boat, um, where Lola was uh, punched out of the side of the boat and then came back into the side of the boat. Ezra is crumpled in the corner of the boat, but yeah, now nah, he's all right now. Mort has a broken femur and is also crumpled to the side of the boat. Mirka, the yeti, is crumpled in a heap at Lola's feet. There's lots of crumpling. Yeah, and crumple cast. It's crumple cast. And standing upon her furry shoulders is Cammy, who has lifted an axe into the air that she has claimed Mm -hmm. is hers. And Lola, you are standing between, well, I guess not between anybody because Cammy zipped around you to grab that axe. But you are standing, I guess, between Mort and Ezra and this now laconic form of Mirka. Uh, also, there's a lot of running around and screaming up, up on top of the boat because people uh, are jumping did, off. You did tell them all to evacuate. <laughs> Abandoned ship. Oh, good call. <laughs> okay, so here's my question. Uh, Mirka was the reason I was telling people to abandon ship. Like, do I? What I don't. What do I? How do I reconcile that? I guess you just don't know why you were telling them to abandon ship. Right. Okay. You know that you did that, but you don't know why you did that. Okay. Lola, uh, are you okay? 
I am confused. What? I'm not quite sure how, how you did it. You just put Mirka to sleep. Just totally knocked her out. Who? Mirka. Who? You, the, the Yeti by your feet? Um, so when I look at her, is it like, what happened? Uh, so you can, like, you can see, when, like, when you look at her, like, there's a, there's a white form there, like, and yeah. you can see that there's a thing, but, like, it doesn't, it, like, it is unrecognizable to you as yeah. to what it is that is laying there. Not okay. just that, not just who it is, but, like, it's, it's almost, like, amorphous to you. Like, right. you can't, re- it, like, it doesn't click. And as soon as you look away from that, you don't even really remember that it's there. Right. Except when you're looking at it, you remember it's there, and it's just... Okay. Something that doesn't gotcha. work in your gotcha, brain. Gotcha. I did what now? Are you feeling okay? Uh, I mean, other than being dead, yes. Yeah, no, I feel fine. We know about her new magic, right? Yes. And she kind of did announce it when she was doing oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. M- Mar- uh, Mar- she did her nom 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 dances. She did the nom nom dances on her. Uh, I guess it works then. Wait, okay. The mnemonomancy? Is that what you're talking the nom, about? The nom, 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 Why don't we say the memory magic? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> you did the, <laughs> you did the memory magic on her. I don't, I don't know. To, why are there people jumping off the boat? Oh, you, you yelled that too. Wait, why did I tell people to jump off the boat? Ezra still hasn't gotten up. He's like just kind of laying under the rubble, propped up, having this conversation. He's like, oh, you, you told him to jump off the boat before you did your your memory magic. So she, she looks kind of back around, back to the ground, back to this thing that she can't actually really comprehend. And then, oh my god, Mort, is your leg okay? Oh, I, I totally forgot about that and all the, the confusion and, and stuff. <laughs> I, 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 More. I, I, no, it's just broken, actually. Do you have Nom Nom Nancy too? Cammy, where the hell did you get that? Uh, yeah, so this this is a fun uh, a fun sort of experience we're all having. Um, but I don't know that we're getting a lot of places. <laughs> Here, real quick, and she's going to put her paw like right on Mirka's nose and step down. Does Mirka respond? No. Great. Okay, so we're going to, like, Weekend in Bernie's this whole situation. We're going to do a big, fun Weekend at Bernie's in Merkheim. Um, and we're going to get this sort of, uh, like, visage kind of far, far, far away from our good bird friend. Uh, because if not, this podcast is going to be like, it's going to be a bear to listen to, y'all. We got to chase some plot for, like, a second real quick. She shouldn't tell the people to stop jumping off the boat. Oh, God, why the hell did I do... She jumps outside the the (laughs) hole in the boat to go tell people it's cool. All right, as soon as you jump outside, uh, you see, like, five or six parachutes kind of floating down (laughs) below you, uh, and there's a handful of people up on the deck of the boat that are fighting over the remaining parachutes. (laughs) Um, She flies up and is like, no, guys, we're cool, we're cool. Uh, Everything is good. No, no worries. Wow, I'm not afraid of flying, she says, and she's like... Looking down, like, huh? Oh, that's really good for you. But I just found out what these guys are about. I just when when push comes to shove, I found out what all these guys are about, and they were gonna kill me to take my parachute. And I don't. This is not something that heals, man. I'm sorry. This is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, good to know that you got the inner workings of all your comrades uh, laid out before you. Oh shit! She says and dives down after the people that have already jumped off. <laughs> Okay, well, that's gonna be weird to resolve, but <laughs> yep. So don't do it. She, she mostly she's just flying down, is being like, "Sorry, sorry, my bad." <laughs> no, okay. we're cool. Uh, Illy, could okay. could we perhaps land the boat and pick up all those people which just jumped off? We also need to get to get Mirka off the ship as well. So no, two birds. Yeah, that would be that would be a good idea as well. Okay, yeah. I mean, we could we could touch down, pick them up, uh, pack up some shoots. Uh, and uh, get them back on the boat. It's going to be kind of a weird day for everybody around here, I think. Boy, I don't, I don't want to go in the commons for, for dinner tonight. I think everybody's going to be a mm. little bit on edge. Um, but yeah, we could we could certainly do that. We're a little bit outside of Mirakan now, so I think we're probably safe to touch down if we need to. That's convenient. That's great. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> 
you guys, you guys, uh, you know, sit back, and relax. I guess uh, more your your leg is like it's like reattachable. <laughs> I mean, like it. Here's the thing: you don't feel any pain from it because you like you don't have like nerve endings that are in, in any way, shape, or form like affected by your bone being broken. It's just an inconvenience more than anything. I mean, you felt pain when it happened, but now it's just yeah. I have this thing that's not connected. I. I- I imagine, you know, I won't be able to put any weight on it for a while, but it would probably heal a lot quicker than a normal broken bone would due to Yeah, yeah, the magic that is holding your body together will, like, eventually figure that out and hold those pieces together as well. It could use some, maybe some splinting at the time. Ezra splints them. All right, you guys touch down, and you kind of look out through the side of the boat. It has a a new hole, and... Uh, yeah, there's uh, the guys that, that had parachuted down are all kind of walking around. Other people are going out there and helping them pack the parachutes back up. And it looks like you guys are on your way to getting back into the air, you know, presuming you guys sort out the whole giant Yeti thing. Uh, with my new very good big axe, um, Kami's going to uh, go into like a, I don't know, a darker part of the woods. And she's going to dig uh, a big hole very, very quickly. Uh, and then without saying sort of any words, because like, you know. It's hard to give a eulogy when you don't know someone. She'll like run the comb through real quick. And I think it like dreads up Mirka's hair. And she's like, all right, well, that's fitting. Um, well, bye. We can't be friends anymore because my friend doesn't remember you. And it's like this whole thing because there's like a magic. And so like I, I would I would totally weaken to Bernie's your body. It's a good body. But like it's not a good time. And just like dumps, like kicks her into this hole. You're burying her alive. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about the fact? No, that- <laughs> I didn't bury her. I'm just laying her in a hole. Why? Okay. I'm not burying her. So, it's, is this not a deep hole? Is what you're saying? <laughs> no, it's a it's a deep hole, but not an unyettiable deep hole. Just like so, people find her and assume she fell in a hole and knocked herself out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. It's sure. yeah. <laughs> sure. I did, I'm not the one that put her in a coma. You did put her in okay. a hole, though, Ray. Hmm. I, I put her. I put. I laid her in it a hole. It does rain here. I did here. not put her in the coma. Is she face down right now? Well, no. I was no. going to suggest just leaving her by the front gate, but <laughs> she's gonna, she's white though, and she's kind of known around Murkheim, and that's going to stick out, John. I'm trying to be covert before our heist, dude. <laughs> Hold on, I got a plan. And Ezra hops out on the hole and props her up, like. At the corner of the hole, like he'd be chilling in a jacuzzi, <laughs> and he and he smears her with his bush paste, and now she's become and now she's become just a shrub in a hole. Oh, good. It's, we were trying to plan it for Arbor Day, and you know we're gonna come. We'll leave some, we'll leave some spades as if we were planting a tree for Arbor Day, and she looks like a George H. W. Bush. So we're good. No one's ever gonna find out. <laughs> okay, I want you to all know that you have you have taken the. I mean, she does. She does still. She is still an extant like creature. Like even though she is is she is she is fast asleep and in a coma, like without some sort of sustenance, she will die within a few days. I just like this is how living creatures work. All right, well, Adam, I didn't have a good, like, relationship with her. I, I okay? understand. Listen, I am not faulting you for this. You, Cammy doesn't know this creature. Like, whatevs. But the, like... The, Cammy's drunk with power. Some, and, and it's obviously Lola is guiltless here because she can't even fathom the fact this thing exists. I'm going to dig a smaller hole, right? <laughs> oh. I'm going to pick her up. She's a bush. <laughs> I'm going to dig, like, a like a, like a three-foot small... And I'm going to, like, bury her into, like, mid mid calf mm. right so it actually does look like a tree and then we'll take a, a a stick and we'll make it so that she stays upright you know as you would a sapling so right. that people really will think oh it's just a tree so they won't find her to help her is what you're telling me <laughs> so Mort cuts off a clump of her hair and he sprinkles it as like a little trail so people see it and they think, oh, there's a trail. And they'll follow the trail and they'll find the bush and they'll eventually realize it's Lola and save her. Uh, Merka. Sure. How about we don't turn her into a bush and make it harder for people? I mean, listen, you guys you guys do know that, like, it is well known that she got onto a boat from Vrim and then she vanished. It's not like this isn't ever going to catch up to you guys. Like, you don't really have to worry about the fact that, oh, no, they will find out that we absconded with, like, that's going to happen. Okay, in that case... 
Just as we're taking off, I'm going to shout out to someone, hey, check out that bush over there. It's not a bush. <laughs> and then we'll just take Once off. Once again, we're kind of making our trail real hot is the problem <laughs> that I tried to fix. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay, so now we have um, fantasy cops in our tail now because we Adam decided we needed to have it, parts. It wasn't us, but look at that. <laughs> if if she di- if she died, did the book bush magic disappear? Wouldn't she just stay a bush until she decided to to become a, not a bush? It's not. She wasn't a bush. <laughs> like the stuff that you covered her with makes her look like a bush. It doesn't turn her into a literal bush. No, that's what I'm saying. But as long as it stays there, people will think that she's a bush. Sure. Yes. So if you don't actually care about her survival whatsoever, and you only care about whether or not people notice she's dead, then no, that's a great plan. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> And then she'd decompose and then become an actual bush. It's really the perfect crime. I can't even be like the moral compass here. <laughs> the problem is someone's going to be like, whoa, this bush smells real bad. Because that's the, the decomposition. Because yeah, it's a hell bush. <laughs> yeah, that's what it'll become. It'll become the Murkheim hell bush. There'll be songs about it. Okay, so we solved almost no problems, uh, but created a few. And that's what I like about this solution. I think solution. we did solve the number one problem. We gave back to Mother Earth by planting. Okay. Hey, Adam, is there a small cabin in, in these woods where we're doing these antics? What? Is there a small cabin? I mean, why would there not be? <laughs> Okay, can we, like, drop her off on the doorstep, like, Little House on the Prairie style, and just, like, here's your new responsibility, and leave it Yes. Put her in a giant wicker basket and cover her with a little blankie and a note. There's a Catholic church, and we're going to drop her in on a basket in the foot of this Catholic church. She's the nun's problem. So now Ezra's digging up the hole again. Knock on the door and run away giggling. Enjoy your new bush. Uh, Well, so the funny thing is, is that uh, Cammy can actually like carry Mirka in and out of this hole pretty easily. Yeah. So you don't even sweat about it, dude. You already did it, but I'll sort of take it running into the end zone. Thanks. Uh, And then... Cammy will, Cammy will run in uh, and she'll uh, lay Mirka very nicely and humanely. <laughs> She's very dirty, but she'll lay her very nicely on the sort of doorstep. And then she'll knock very, very loudly and then yell, her name's Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> Run! I just want to. I just want to let you guys know that when this poor yeah. monk comes to the door of the monastery that you have dropped her off at, and opens this thing up, he sees the filthiest yeti yep. with patches yep. of fur cut off, smeared yep. in in goo that has turned her into a half bush creature. Yep. Okay, you guys sorted this. Her out. name is Tanya canonically, though, and it'll, it'll take them a few weeks for they catch our trail. Yeah, I mean, they're certainly not going to think that's the Paragon. That's for sure. You have you've definitely hidden that. Oh, I take her purple things away. They look too nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then okay. you just stripped her naked. So, well, I mean, she does have fur, so I mean, it's kind of not a big deal. It's like Monsters Inc. naked. It's not actually. On naked. the plus side, the monastery that you dropped her off at, they all took a vow of celibacy, or well, not celibacy. Uh, that one would well, be <laughs> silence. I was going to say silence. I be mean, good too, though. Both would be both would be great. Um, so, I mean, they're not going <laughs> to do any funny business, but also they're not going to say anything to anybody. Perfect Problem solution solved. that we came up off the bat. We did it. So we did the whole brute force um, yeah, so podcast solved. We did it. What's our next project? The the air, the airship is ready to to take off, but they are kind of like unsure where they're going. So Illy comes to you guys. Uh, all right. So I mean, we got everybody back. We got the everything's patched up vis a vis the parachutes, and also everybody's kind of patched up their relationships to a certain extent. You know, we had some long talks. Uh, we, we, we started a new uh, system where everybody kind of knows, like, who has seniority over whom and who has first dibs on, on the parachutes. We've all kind of decided maybe to get enough parachutes for everybody. That would probably solve a lot of these problems. Anyway, where are we going? What's the plan? Should uh, we... Well, we should probably meet up with Garion again, right? Better know that we've got the, the relic. Lola, could you message a Garion? Find out where he is? Yeah, 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 I can do that. You do remember a Garion, right? She she gives you a look and, like, cocks an eyebrow, like, yeah. Hey, 
I, I'm just checking. I don't know how this magic stuff works. You know, it could be unforeseen consequences. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yes, I can message a Garyon. Uh, so I'm going to message a Garyon. Okay. Uh, what are you going to say? I'm, okay, I'm counting. Uh, yep. Mission accomplished. <laughs> That's it. Where should we meet you? Okay, so then uh, the message comes back. We are at the Cistern of Tears in Eastern Oster. Uh, have been here for uh, a day. <laughs> 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 we'll await your arrival. Okay, guys. Uh, uh, the Cistern of Tears in Eastern Oster. The, there we go then, Lily. That's where we're going. Oh, that sounds that sounds like a lovely place. Cistern of Tears, you say? Okay. No, no, great. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll head on off there then. Okay. So, what has happened to Cammy since she picked up the relic? Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you asked. Um, so you guys made, like, more subtle changes. Well, not so much, um, Lola. Uh, Cammy's change was not that subtle. So, uh, the Cammy you know and love is a beautiful, beautiful, chibi Kitsune fox girl that's, like, two and a half, three feet tall. Um, she shot way up. So she's like seven-ish feet tall now. Okay. She's very tall now. We may have uh, mentioned something about that earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you may have noticed. We were busy disposing of a not-body yet. There wasn't a lot of time to talk. But she's still like the same coloring, but she looks a lot more like the images that your characters would have seen of Kitsune, where they're tall, very tall, very slender, um, and her tails aren't quite like big, bushy, ridiculous. They're a lot more... Slim and long, and so she looks like George Murison or Sean Bradley. Ooh. Well, if I'd got those references, I bet you'd be spot on. <laughs> I have a lot of faith in your references, so probably it's either basketball or politics. Like it's basketball. one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> it's basketball. It's oh, uh, this is a b ball. Okay, she do look like a b ball. She's a good baller, baller now. She's good at balling um, with her big X. Is she buff as well? No. Uh, 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 yeah, Kitsunis are kind of built for magic, not really for uh, manual labors. Yeah, then she's 100% Sean Bradley. <laughs> she's like a real furry praying mantis, basically. And I'm sure like the Mr. Bradley that Pat keeps yelling about, probably. Oh, he was the uh, tall, skinny, goofy, worthless white dude from Space Jam that they take the powers from. That's how you know Sean Bradley. Yes, yes, she she does look like that. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, she also had, now has a Gatorade bottle that says Michael's Secret Stuff in it. Uh, me and Adam talked about that. He agrees that I have that, and it's, it's good secret stuff, and it does uh, good things and nice powers. So now I have a hole, an axe, and secret stuff, and that's sort of all I need. I gave you a plastic rocket launcher, so you're not getting a Gatorade bottle. That's fair. That's fair. One at a time. Uh, so how, how did you guys take everything, like your encounter with Mirka? Hmm? What do you mean? Like, Ezra and Mort, she was your buddy, like, and then she went and broke your leg and she subjugated you and... Oh, no, I, she was already dead to me, especially when she had that accent. <laughs> Once that accent came out. <laughs> I can't ask it was Lola because I have no idea who she is. <laughs> no character drama to be found here. <laughs> Yeah, he's not in his feelings about it at all, but Mort being, like, you know, a good person. Empathetic. Probably is. Mort is kind of, not upset, but, I don't know, disappointed, maybe? Hey, hey, Mort, can we kiki over here for a second? Can we, can we Mort for a second? Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to really get, you know, I don't want to be overheard by Lola, because it's like a whole thing that I don't want to really deal with. Uh, how do you super feel about how very respectfully I sort of got rid of Mirka? Are you cool with that? And how sort of how all of this went down? I mean, we could maybe have done just the last part of that plan without all of the other stuff <laughs> in between, but I, I think... In the end, you know, she'll be taken care of. So uh, I, I think that's fine. Ezra yells from the back, not as, as much as I would have liked to have taken care of her in the mafia sense, in the sense where we, we would have murdered, we would have murdered, we would have killed her. All right. Okay. Lola's just been flying around, like doing circles around the boat, like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> 
So is it just that Lola has gotten used to the flying, or was it somehow related to Mirka, her fear? I think that I'm making the choice that she is now, like, realizes she's part god, and um, she can't die. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, to be, it's tough to be scared of heights when you could just fall and be fine. Yep. An, a very interesting pl- like situation. I don't know if this is when you want to do this, um, Adam, but this would be a really convenient time for everyone to start trying to like explore their relics a little more. Yep. Since we were finally in like a big relic battle and we sort of got really, really, really pwned yeah. um, by sort of one lady with one <laughs> axe. Um, and we've all been really like tim- tentative to use even the powers that we're aware of in the relics. Mm-hmm. Uh- I didn't want to risk turning the boat into, like, a fish or something. And, mm-hmm. you know, dying. <laughs> when Mort picked up his relic, he could, like, sort of see through things and stuff like that. And Ezra got this, like, sense of justice and Lola could see ghosts and stuff. What sort of thing happens to Cammy when she picked hers up? Do you want to answer, Adam, or do you want me to guess? Uh... <laughs> Well, it's going to be weird if you guess, and then it's like, no, she didn't feel that at all. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, so so Burton's Rest, there's a few things that uh, that are pretty evident. Obviously, like, Cammy got significantly stronger and is the strongest of all of you, like, just on a pure physical strength level right now. And you could run from this giant hole that got dug in the ground all the way over to this monastery that was probably not super close, carrying a Yeti. And we're not tired at all when you got done with that. So those are kind of the big noticeable things uh, about Burden's Rest. You saw a lot of its use because, like, like this is the only thing that – this is the only time that you guys have seen somebody who knows how to use the thing use the thing. Like, I mean – We saw uh, the Paragon knew, knew how to use Death's Embrace. That's he, true. Well, at least he knew how to true. recall spirit. So that is – it is it is very likely that if even though you really haven't thought about it much – that Lola would have an inkling that that is something that she could probably yeah. do. Um, I so I I want to try something just because I think it would be a neat visual for the way that the power manifests with this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in that you know how people have like the tattoos of their loved ones that have passed on them, right? And I also have the ability to raise dead. Yes, I'm wondering if like through maybe experimentation and stuff. Like, going up to someone that's got one of these tattoos and try to almost, like, peel it off of them mm-hmm. and throw it on the ground to see if it, like, maybe that's, like, I feel like that could be one, like, a cool use of the combination. Yeah, and you could absolutely do that. Like Superman 2 with the S on his chest. He throws it and traps the guy. And... No? No. We're not... We're not we're not turning forty. We saw <laughs> we watched other movies. I feel like that is a thing that uh, that makes sense that she would try to do that. I don't think that that's the way she's going to have to always do it, but like yeah. as a for, as a first, like I'm just trying to interact with these things. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, you can you can find a random person on the boat. It can be any of these people except for Cami. I'm gonna go to Illy. Okay. And I'm specifically looking to see if he's got the tattoo of the old paragon mm. on him. He does not. Oh, ouch. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> uh, does anyone here, though? Uh, no. They're all from Vrim. They are from Vrim. I mean, you could, I guess if you, like, find the captain, maybe the captain would. Yeah. Okay. I do it. I want to go okay. find the captain. You find the captain. Hello, I'm the captain. Hello. <laughs> this is how the captain talks. <laughs> Hey, hey, how's it going? And she's like, clearly very distracted as she's talking to him. Like, she's trying to like, it's probably a little disconcerting as she's like eyeing him. Yeah. Um, how's it going? Uh, everything fine? I've got to, you know, steer the boat and everything. If that's uh... Oh, yeah. No, so I real quick, as she says, mm-hmm. and she like reaches out to the, the tattoo and kind of like peels it off like a sticker. Yeah, so he can't see the tattoo, yeah. obviously. So like yeah. he just is holding out his arm, and like you are like putting your arm over it. Um, but as you start to like peel it off, it becomes visible even to him, and he's like, "What the hell is <laughs> that thing?" Ah, interesting. She says, and she like 
She'll throw it down on the ground and then essentially like reach down over top of it with her hands and like almost like she's picking up the top of like the head and then just pulling it up from the tattoo. Yeah. So it like pops up into full like three dimensional form. Uh, and it is, um, I mean, it's completely black, but you can tell like it has the shape and form uh, of this paragon. And he like stumbles back. He's like, oh my, what in the, how, what is that? Uh, so one of the questions that I had is like how sentient these memory things are. Yeah, you feel like you really can't communicate with this. This like this isn't. Yeah. This isn't her. Yeah. And you feel like like you can control it in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of, just like you can control your arm, right? Yeah. But you're not communicating with your arm. Okay, so she she does. She gets her like real close to it on her tiptoes and is like leaning up to its face it's it's leaning down to her face and then she eventually is like huh all right well and then she like puts her hand on the top of its head and like smushes it back into a tattoo on the ground and like peels it up and puts it back on him okay (laughs) uh he is real freaked out i bet sorry Uh, i just you know i'm just figuring out how this thing works she says and like goes like knock knock against her chest plate oh yeah no uh that's great. Um, please don't ever do that. Again. Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I mean, I don't really need to anymore. So, okay. hey guys, she says and just runs towards them. All right, you run, you run back towards them. Uh, you notice that the uh, the turbulence has picked up a little bit because you scared the shit out of the captain. But um, uh, what is what is what is everybody else doing? Like, what is is Ezra trying to figure out what he's got going on? Like, yeah, for sure, he's got his hammer and it's still just straight up fucking black and black and decker yeah that's the one hammer. and he's like uh he's got he's kind of swinging around and be like everybody's i wish my hammer was freaking cooler and bigger and so i could use it for justice purposes and when he says that it does become bigger yep it does yeah so it just it like uh I don't know, kind of like a lightsaber type of system, but it's not a lightsaber. But it essentially just is like, <laughs> and now he needs it as like two handed. He's like, oh yes, and he turns around and shows all his friends, and he's like, above his head with it. He's like <laughs> straight up military pressing this thing, and he's like, I got the big hammer. Ezra, as you're like waving, like just shaking this thing above your head, like you feel it like give off these really weird vibrations. Oh no! Like the whole thing feels like it's like vibrating in your hand. Like imagine, imagine if you just like hit a an eighty mile an hour fastball with an aluminum bat. So I'm like, uh, no good. Do do we see that it's vibrating, or is this just something he feels? Yeah, nothing seems off to you. I'm like, guys, the hammer's out of control. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it also like sent you back into your memories before too. Like, that's, at least you know about that, that it sent you back into, like, a memory that you wanted to redo. Oh, that's right, with the baby, with the, with the swimming child. So anyway, so the rod, my rod is vibrating. It's, it's vibrating. <laughs> you just got it back. <laughs> so I don't, I'm just, I'm like, uh, and so I try and, like, bring the stop, I'm like, I get stop. I stop military pressing it, and I'm just holding it above my head, and it's still vibrating, and that doesn't yes. do good. So I try and, like, put it down, like, uh. As John Henry would rest his hammer after a long day of hammering, where the the head of the hammer's on the ground and I'm leaning against it, like, and I'm I'm trying to make them think that everything is cool, that I'm fine. I'm like, hey, I'm a hammer, it's my hammer. Yeah, it's still vibrating. And I'm like, does anyone else want my hammer? It won't stop vibrating. <laughs> I have to. I cannot tell a lie. My hammer won't stop vibrating. It looks fine to me. I. I place a finger on it, see if I feel it vibrating. Uh, yeah, you do. On the hammer. <laughs> yeah, you can feel it's vibrating. That's strange. What What did you do? I mean, other than make it really big. I'm not quite sure how you did that. But I got very excited, so my hammer elongated. And then as I was pumping it up and down, <laughs> I just wanted to make it... <laughs> And then Adam was sad, and then I as I was, as I was military pressing it, it started, it started to vibrate. All right, hey, all you potatoes, we're uh, casting a new GM now. We broke Adam because uh, Pat talked about masturbating too much. So. That's not. I was talking about the hammer. Right. 
you are the ones. DM us. Let us know. So anyway, so yeah, I, I was explaining that I said that I wished the hammer was way cooler because I felt sad that everyone else's was cool. And then it read my mind and became the cool hammer that I always wanted. And then as I was shaking it above my head in celebration, it began to vibrate. And I explained all that. And then I tried to play it off. You know, that's why I gave the thumbs up and leaning. But it continues to vibrate. It certainly looks a lot cooler. Do you think it's just vibrating because you made it large? Can you make it small again? I don't know. <laughs> he closes his eyes and is like really like thinking and it becomes small again? Yep, it shrinks back down. It's still vibrating. Uh, it's actually vibrating stronger now. <gasps> I can conceal. I can conceal it. Can, I want to make it very small like a child would use. <laughs> and he's like really. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It looks, it looks like a like one of those little hammers that you use to like crack into uh, crab meat. Walnuts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh, and I hold it up, but it's like making my whole arm. Like, <laughs> look at this. Uh, you hear a scream come from the galley. Uh, I'm like, I guess we should investigate that noise. And Ezra, Ezra turns, but when he turns, his hammer kind of like is like pulling his whole body. Yeah. Uh, you guys walk in, and there's a bunch of people sitting down having druthers. <laughs> and they are just, like, you know, sure. seated up to their bowl of druthers. But everybody is, like, in shock as one of the uh, one of the sailors from the boat is uh, crumpled over. This is the crumple cast. In the corner, <laughs> uh, like, retching uh, violently. And is this black vomit coming out of him. Uh, uh-oh. Does anyone know how to do the harmlick? Is this because of you, Ezra? And your vibrating no. thing? Uh, absolutely not. I think this is like a destiny thing, and I feel like you need to go over and sort of handle that sitch, bud. Okay. Um, they're, they're there. And I, I'm patting the guy's back. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> they're there. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not good. Like, he, there, this is, this, the, the stench of the stuff that is coming out of him is, is very bad. And he falls in his limp, lifeless body, hits the, hits the floor. And yeah, he, he just, he's dead. <gasps> As oh, he looks. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's been poisoned. Lola, give him a hug. Lola, hug him. Hug him with your death plate. <gasps> I, but, d- fix it. I just, hug him with the death plate. I want to hug him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awkward, but you, uh, you hug him. Uh, he is still very much dead. He's, Damn. He's not alive, and now I smell like this stuff. Can you see his spirit anywhere? Can I sense his spirit? Um, yeah, you can sense his spirit. <laughs> yes! <laughs> he is a confused spirit who has just died while he was eating Druthers, his favorite food. Um, hey, bud! She said she, she like, waves her hands across. He waves, he waves back, very confused. What, what, what happened to you? Uh, he pantomimes eating, he pantomimes <laughs> choking, he pantomimes vomiting, and he pantomimes falling onto the ground. Okay. Three words, you you choked. Four words, five? <laughs> I don't know, guys. He was eating and he choked and he started throwing shit up. But why was it black? That's some bad druthers. Who's, who else has been eating druthers with this man? <gasps> Chunky, Chunky Kickflip! <laughs> Chunky Kickflip! <gasps> Chunky Kickflip! No! Black! Chunky! Black! <laughs> ah! She says and she keeps pointing at the ground. And then she's looking, she points an accusatory finger at the rest of the people in the in the room like, Chucky! <laughs> they are all, like, very confused. Ezra, you're, like, your hammer is kind of weird now. Like, it's vibrating, but it's in a pattern. So it, it, it was just, like, constantly vibrating. Now it is, like, a slow but, like, pretty rhythm, like, rhythmic uh, pattern that it is. It feels like it is low vibrating, like, for five paces, and then, like, Vibrating really strong, and then low vibrating for four more. And that's kind of the pattern it keeps going. Uh, I think I think he's trying to tell me something. I think I was trying to tell something, my guys. And I, I pointed at Ezra, and I said, and I, then I pointed at the group, and I said, who done it? And Ezra's going to just point his hammer at each individual person. Okay. Uh, and as you kind of walk around, you eventually point it at the guy that is seating, that was like seated across the table from this guy, and your vib- your hammer is like vibrating out of control at this guy. And it's still just like tiny crab mallet size. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you got something to tell us, my guy? No, I, d- I don't know. I mean, I was eating the, the druthers too. I mean, it could have been anybody. It could have, anybody could have, this, maybe it was the, the, the cook. 
he's learning how to control his hammer a little better now. So all he does when he, he like kind of leans his head back and when he brings it forward, the hammer <laughs> becomes like the full size okay. two handed hammer. And he like lets it fall on the ground and it hits like when he let, you know, it kind of like lets it slip from his hand. Yep. It's like, it hits with like a very loud thud on the wood. He's like, what were, you, what were you saying, my guy? Oh, um, I mean, it could have been anyone. It's, it's could have been anyone. Why, why? Could have been anyone. What? I mean, he's he's obviously. I mean, it's poison. You you just said the chunky kickflip. Everybody knows chunky kickflip. Uh, you're <laughs> insinuating someone poisoned if, him. I had no. I had a hammer. Well, I had a hammer okay. in the morning. I feel like you could just hit everyone in this room, and the one that takes you know it to the face. Is the one that did it. <laughs> Hang on, let's let's not go uh, quite yet. I hammer in the evening. I stole a cat once. I stole a cat once, and if you hit me with the hammer, I don't need to die for that. <laughs> this is not the guy you're talking to. <laughs> this is another guy that's spontaneously confessing to cat theft. I'm gonna bring the hammer up and whisper to the head of the hammer. I don't know hammer parts. Sure. The hammer part. I'd be like, mm-hmm. is the cat gonna be a problem? <laughs> the hammer says you're fine, <laughs> and I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn back to the uh, to the guy and the, the poison man. Like, poison man. I'm like, listen. I don't make. I'm not the one that makes the rules. I'm just the one that swings the hammer. If what you're saying is true, you're gonna be fine. And I bring it back, and I'd be like, you know, an eye for an eye. And then I bring it down and I scream Hammer Robbie's Code uh, as I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, so so where, where are you hitting him with this hammer? On the crown of his head. Yeah, uh, so he is a stain now on the floor. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, oh, fuck! I shrink it back down to Black & Decker size and put it in the loop of uh. the carpenter jeans I've fashioned for myself. And I just walk out of the ship, you know, if I had a hammer... I'd hammer in the morning, I'd hammer in the evening, I'd hammer all over the land. (laughs) Um, Well, if you're going to walk away sort of creepily humming that, I think someone should address sort of the rest of the crew, uh, let them know that this isn't sort of just you vigilante justicing, that he did a bad thing maybe. I hear her say that, and I come back in a bit. Okay. Oh, yeah, look, because he did a murder watch, and I hit Cammy in the forehead with the hammer. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, Jamie's perfectly fine. See, <laughs> the hammer, the hammer knows. We just discovered it. Does the it? It was began. It, this is actually on me. So uh, it was. I didn't know it was vibrating, and I didn't know that it was telling me there was danger afoot. And by the time we came in here, this man had already poisoned. In hindsight, I should have asked him why he did the poison. Hey, hey, buddy, why'd you do it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he pantomimes. Uh, uh, he pantomimes a parachute, <laughs> and he points over at the other guy. And then you recognize the fact that these are the. This is one of the guys that was fighting uh, over the parachute from oh, earlier. Oh well, I feel some responsibility about this. Uh, guys, we're assholes. Uh, we yeah, more much like myself is just standing there, mouth agape, speechless. <laughs> Cammy wants to take this fun opportunity where everyone's super distracted to take the blade of her big axe and and touch it to the limp body on the floor just to see. Just to see if that works. Does it work, Adam? Does it work? Okay, so what are you doing with your axe? I'm gonna I'm just like just like I saw Mirka Doom to my good good friend Ezra that I was paying very close attention to, because mm-hmm. Aunt Cammy got those big eyes. You know she's watching. She got a notice of three man. She's paying attention. Uh she's gonna take the like the flat of mm-hmm. the blade and she's gonna not hit, because that seems aggressive, but she's gonna she can give him a little a little tap uh on his big strong thigh and she wants to see if she can play with it a little bit. Yeah, uh nothing happens. Oh darn da- dang. Dang, Guys, this is dang, getting morbid. Dang. I was just doling out street justice. I think I'd rather reanimate a corpse than sort of like take over someone's autonomy, but that's fine. I'll do that shit too. Just testing. We're all sort of playing in the space here, Lola's guys. Lola's been um, like shuffling underneath her cloak and it's like, well, shit, if we're playing, here, catch. Yes. <laughs> she throws off of the, the chest piece and throws it right at Cammy. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you do it and You're like- you toss the chest plate off of you, 
And it's it's weird, like, because immediately your wings shrivel back down. Mm-hmm. And everyone looking at uh, at Lola, like, she changes. Every, like, the big change that you saw in her where she got, like, her, her feathers got darker and phys- all the physical changes just immediately are gone. And Lola, like, for a second, like... You're still here. Like, mm. like that first moment of, like, if, when I do this, am I immediately going to be gone? It's like, it's fine. And <laughs> then your lungs start feeling, filling up with sand. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I don't And she's, like, motioning to, like, Cammy to put it back on. What's that? Two, two syllables? Three words? What, <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> she sticks her middle finger right up at Mort. Mort. <laughs> Cammy, Cammy bends over and she, like... I, I feel like the chest plate is still sort of Lola sized, and mm. so Cami tries to wriggle through it just to take a look at the tattoos real quick before saving Lola. Like we got All time. Right. Yeah, Lola. Lola hits the ground. Lola hits the ground and passes <laughs> out. And then Cami gives it to the guy that was poisoned. And we have a new <laughs> no. character in the team. <laughs> Carly comes back as NPC number four. <laughs> oh. Okay. Do, the, do I see the tattoos and do they look cool? Yeah, they look bitching, and also Hell you yeah. don't want to take this off now. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Cammy was very like I get, I totally get what you, my good friend and, and GM, are saying, Adam. I get it. Uh, but Cammy hates this death one, and that's canonical. She was very upset about this death thing. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna have to roll uh, because you're currently wearing two <laughs> relics right now. Like you have two relics, oh, and the amount of power thing. that you feel right now is okay. you're insane. Like the second most powerful person in ARS at the moment. <laughs> You're gonna have to roll Will. Okay. I, I have that. I can't be tamed. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see what the relics roll. No, what? No, darn. <laughs> Carly's regretting her decision. Oh, fuck me. Four? Okay. Uh, you managed to resist enough to get the thing back off of you, but you just toss it straight on the ground, and you do not want to touch it again. Ah! Uh! Hey, that was bad. Hey, de- hey guys. Hey, guys. Death. It's not for me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't like, don't like dying. Tattoos are cool. I will say that. D- tattoos are cool. Uh, sort of death tattoos are, are dope, but death, no. It's a bad one. Uh, let's hoist it on our friend now. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I don't want to. Uh, Mort nope. picks it up and puts it on Lola. Uh, roll a will. You probably should have set your bow down. Also, when you pick it up, uh, like if you if you like reach into it to like pick it up, all my bones turn black. No, what actually happens is your flesh is back. Like when you put when you pick this thing up, like you look like you again. Gross, gross, gross. He's naked. <laughs> Ugh, he's got ah! heavy balls. <laughs> Meaty clackers. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those meaty clackers. Uh, oh, no. Will, did you say? Oh, I did no. say Will. Because I don't have that. And I got a minus one. Okay. So, Mort, put it on. Like, you don't want to let go. So, you put on the... Oh, oh okay. All right. I have edge. an idea. I, I have an idea. Cammy is going to run over real quick. Because she's quick now. Mm-hmm. Canonically. We've decided she's we, quick and good did, at things. We did decide she's canonically quick. <laughs> Okay, all right, so she's going to take the um the handle, the handle. So there's like a big axe part, and then there's a handle part. To yep, axe. there's a handle. Okay, okay. She's going to take the handle, and she's going to like thread it through the bow, and then grab it with the other hand, and then pull it just to get the bow out of his hand, because that's easier than stripping him down. He's got some meaty clacker she's dodging, <laughs> sort of as she does yeah. this. So. Um, so you could probably just command him to give it to me. I know, but I feel like me, Ray the human, feels bad about exerting my will over other people so i'm gonna save that one for a climactic sort of Mm -hmm. situation okay you're gonna have to roll in athletics to not rip his arms off when you do this (laughs) uh does cammy have a better (laughs) athletics because she has the why don't you just roll and tell me what why don't you just roll your 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 d6s and tell me what you get you guys are playing with heavy things here (laughs) does mort think the tattoos look cool (laughs) mort thinks the tattoos look (laughs) awesome (laughs) Okay, does Cammy have a different athletic stat or just no? I just I just what what'd you roll? Just ro- we'll just see what you rolled. Okay, well it's a positive one. Okay. He manages to keep his his arms. Tight. Cool. Lola's <laughs> just stuck in the the never ending abyss of death, like I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh so she she's gonna be careful not to touch the bow because she done learned. Uh, and so she's gonna like take one hand off and dump the bow on the ground real quick. So n- she doesn't have to roll again. But you used your axe to do it. 
Well, did, we did touch, but they didn't attack. So I thought it'd be okay. Is it not okay? I don't, was it not okay? So far, things are all right. Like, I mean, these things have hit each other. Like, guys, we're idiots. <laughs> Why don't the gods play nice? So yeah, you managed to you managed to uh, have a chess piece threaded through the axe. Now, like, isn't that what you were doing? You were just like, wait, no, I was I was just trying to take the bow away. Oh, you were taking the bow away. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, no, that seems easier. So now that I don't have the bow and I've only got one relic, can I Mm -hmm. try and take off the breastplate? Yeah, yeah. Now it's not an issue. You just take it off. Okay, I take it off. I put it on Lola, and then I pick up my bow. She, like, coughs up a lung full of sand. Okay, so don't <laughs> hold two relics at the same time. That's what we learned there. Uh, Lola will die if she removes her relic. That's another thing we learned. Um, also, that that relic gives me skin. She was okay for a second. What if the amount of time she's wearing it, like, extends her life? Because she was okay for, like, a second. True, but but the, oth- the other guy that had it wasn't okay for any seconds. Yeah, but he died in it. Yeah, I did smash his head, much like this, much like this man's head. And I point to the bloody mass. That's like the thing is that he was like, the, they were the bench that was near the wall. So he's just kind of leaned back, and there's no one's moving him. He's just got no head. Everybody else is just sitting around watching and eating their druthers still. Because like this is normal. I don't, I don't want to test that again. We should ask Agarian about that when we see him. I suppose he he may know more about that relic. We should ask the Goth of Bestus Wrath Taint because that's a that's a very important NPC in the world that sort of Adam put there now, uh, Mister Wrath Taint. We should ask Mister Sir Wrath Taint Esquire the Third. We should go ahead and sort of hit him up in his spirit and soul and maybe ask. Sure, we'll have to go back to the tomb and find his body. It was buried under the sands. John, you should shoot some. You should shoot some things. Or slash Mort. <laughs> and you should shoot. We should go outside and we should shoot a bunch of things with your bow. Also, as a quick aside, uh, Cammy, if you're going to do something real bad, let me uh-huh. know because I plan on always using you as the example for the hammer bonk. So oh, if you slip a- up. <laughs> other than sort of experimenting on my friends, uh, other than that and sort of playing like fast and loose with arcane stuff that I'm sort of out of my uh element in no i got no sins i'm a very i'm a very good girl is the thing uh you guys hear a horn blowing outside that uh, usually signals uh something uh that the uh, outlook like has seen the the guy oh shit did they just find me nope can't say that retcon (laughs) john edit that out i have no idea what's going on hey guys i wonder what that was i don't know uh mort are you going to play with your bow? Can well, I play with y- y- your bow? No, we, we just discovered that we can't have two relics at once. So. You're right. That's true. Let, let's call. go up on the deck, find out what this horn is about, and then maybe I'll shoot some things. Lola, fly on up, be a lamb, and fly on up there. <laughs> and, and tell us. Be a lamb. Well, now that I can again, hell yeah, she says. And- <laughs> runs up the stairs and flies up. All right, so you run up the stairs, you fly up, and yeah, she looks, she's back to looking uh, like... Real like, badass. Like badass, right? So you get up there, and you see this just this shape that is has these massive wings um, approaching, and it takes you a bit to to, peer, to like piece it together, but like you have memories of this type of creature from when you were very young, and you guys are being approached by a hippogriff. Ooh. Oh, hey guys! Come on, come on up here. Uh, and it does seem like it is. It, it has a rider on its back. Someone's coming after us. Is my hammer vibrating? It is not. Damn it! I go. We go up. All right. Ahoy there! The rider on the hippogriff gets closer, and as uh, as he does, he looks you guys over and he says, "Sup? Uh, you guys look a little different." <gasps> Moon Kevin. Moon Kevin. So that was an old fan favorite, Moon Kevin, returned to the fold. And for those of you that are newer to the audience that perhaps weren't around for Moon Kevin, um, you may not necessarily know a whole lot about him, so I'll give you the, 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 the bird's eye view of this, uh, this fine upstanding gentleman. Um, he was a druid, um, really well put together fellow. He wore a vest and 
kind of kept his abs out at all times. He was sort of a little bit of an oily dude in that way, uh, but it worked for him. He looked pretty, pretty, pretty great. Um, well, I mean, they had run into him in the forest outside of Burgundy Strum, and he kind of helped them with a, a dreamworm-related issue. Um, he was actually the one who first introduced them to Jamtooth, who would later become Ezra's best friend. And Ezra and, uh, and, and, and Moon Kevin kind of had a, a bromance of their own to a certain extent. They were, they were good flex buddies. Um, and then there was the on-again, off-again relationship between Mirka and Moon Kevin that really none of us like to talk about too awful much. Um, so yeah, I think that was sort of an almost a, a calming influence of him returning back to, to catch up and see kind of all that's changed. You know, the, 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 the brute force had seen this sort of meteoric rise um, into these demigods, and there was some a certain grounding influence there of having someone they knew from before back uh, to to kind of uh, basically give an outsider's perspective of, of all of these changes that had taken place. I would I would like to point out now that meteoric rise is kind of a strange phrase, right? Because meteors don't rise by and large, um, but of course that will have to wait till next time. Now uh, really quickly, a housekeeping note, um, they did fire the upstairs Minotaur bartender. Um, so the upstairs bar is still working, but Kunda, the Minotaur bartender from downstairs, has moved upstairs because the downstairs bartender is now a centaur. Um, and we weren't able to, to, to adjust the stairs in a way to get the centaur up the stairs to the second floor. And we tried, we had a few different options, but then he would never come back down, is the concern that we had. So so anyway, downstairs bartender is now a centaur. You probably have noticed this. Upstairs bartender, that's where Kunda the Minotaur is. So anyway, thank you for bearing with me on all of that. I, I, I did enjoy talking with all of you here tonight at the Gimnadram, Grockhouse and Tea Room. Tip your Minotaur and or Centaur bartender. Boy, that gets complicated. And I will see you here next time. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi. Oh, you were, I thought that was like, you were saying it to the people that are listening in the gym or on the toilet or in their car. I didn't realize you were talking to us. If you're listening to this at the gym, on the toilet, while in your car, good for you. Yeah. Trifecta. You're living the dream. Yeah, I love a multitasker. Gosh, that's impressive. Hey, listen, guys, everything's terrible and it's always been terrible. We just think things are worse now because of our phones are always in our pocket. But you know what makes you feel good? given to our patreon so why don't you go over to <laughs> patreon.com slash patrick's patreon nope to brute force and give us some patreon money and you can get great things like ray will call you and say hello um well, well i mean let's not promise that's, that because that's canon <laughs> that's definitely gonna have to be redacted you can um, call ray at 314-655 at 555 cell phone just spell it out hit pound hit asterisk after that and then call 911 because you did a crime <laughs> <laughs> call yourself take responsibility for your actions daryl stop calling the girl from the internet <laughs> Uh, I'd like to apologize to all Daryls out there that had considered backing us on Patreon, but now will not. Um, listen, this is a—it's a rough time for all Daryls. Yeah. Time has not been this hard on Daryls since the New Heart Show was on the air. But you know what? I, I would like to—not a lot of people are going to get that joke because they're not old. But John, you could have at least laughed. You're—you're you're super old like me. <laughs> hey, what's going on with those dice, Adam? People are talking about dice. On that's the word on the street. You know, people do talk about dice. You know, and it's a it's a it's a problem these days. Um, there's addiction um, to dice, and the way that we have solved this is by providing more dice for the world. Uh, because you, how do you fix addiction? There's no better way than giving in. Yeah, put that monkey on your back. Put, get another monkey. You know. Think about a second monkey, is what I'm saying. In this year, the Lord and Savior's 2019, we are putting monkeys on your back. You're not addicted to anything? Great. Come to our podcast. We'll get you hooked on dice. We'll get you hooked on diehard dice. Specifically, the metal D6 slash fate dice that we collaborated with them. It's very, very good. They are very good. Yeah. Yeah. And if you back us on Patreon, you still have some of the sets that you can get uh, a little bit cheaper through our Patreon. But yeah, absolutely. If you think about it, 
When you have one monkey, that's where the problem happens, right? Because then the monkey's fo- mm. fixated and focused on you. Yeah. It's going to be clawing yeah. at you. It's going to be humping your head. There's all types of problems. He needs a buddy. Yeah. Once you have those monkey buddies, then you've got no problems. Yeah. That solves itself. Two monkeys make a right. I feel like we should maybe just talk about the reviews as opposed to the monkeys doing humping Adam's head. I didn't say mine. I'm just saying if it's a monkey on your back, where's it going to hump? <laughs> Hey, we're all are accepted by Tony the Minotaur. As an individual that recently came out as Minotaur, I enjoy a series full of monsters and odd characters. A hero is not the feathers, clay, bone, and fur you see, but the heart of the person you rely on when the dice of fate roll. Yeah, the dice of fate roll, and the pies are flying. And they are all counting on. And we... What? He said horse in the middle of a sentence. Counting horse. Because the math horse. It's a math horse joke. Because the math horse joke. I got it. Okay, re- rewind that. Say, do, do that bit again. I'm not going to cut it out. I'm just going to make you do it again. Great. Cool. Let's sort of highlight my failures. Uh, we're all are accepted by Tony the Minotaur. As an individual that recently came out as Minotaur, I enjoy a series <laughs> full of monsters and odd characters. A hero is not the feathers, clay, bone, and fur you see, but the heart of the person you rely on when the dice of fate roll and the pies are flying that we are all counting on, all counting horse on. That's a weird, that's a weird way to word it. I love you, Tony. You're my favorite person and I'm going to marry you it one day. Reads but better, it reads better than it. it reads. Yeah, but it's, it's, parent, it's parenthetical. It's just for you to skip over, but in your mind. I'm talking. Okay, okay, take three. I got it. I got the horse. I got the horse. <laughs> Thank you. We're all are accepted by Tony the Minotaur as an individual that recently came. As <laughs> it should just be this over and over. And this is the only part of the outro that should happen. Okay. We're all are accepted by Tony the Minotaur Horse. as an individual that recently came. Hey, potatoes, if you're listening and your screen name is Tony the Minotaur, you did a very good job, except the parenthetical, which I broke me on a personal, spiritual, and sexual level. Um, so thanks. What? Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that parenthetical <laughs> fucked, fucked, dipped, and sticked, and strict. All, All right, over okay, my I'll read it. I'll read it. You, two, you just say horse, okay, Ray? I'll yell horse. We'll switch it up. Okay. We'll switch it up. Where all are accepted by Tony the Minotaur. As an individual that recently came out as a Minotaur, <laughs> I enjoy a series full of monsters and odd characters. A hero is not the feathers, clay, bone, and fur that you see, but the heart of the person you rely on when the dice of fate roll and the pies are flying that we are all counting horse on. God damn it! Uh, acceptance of differences in foreigners in this goofy fantasy world with a chaotic hyena spreading misinformation might show us how to better live in our own parallel fantasy world. Fight on. We believe in the brute force. Except oh, their reading was, abilities, apparently. That was such a, a nice review that we sort of fucked up so badly. I mean, did we or did we make it really good? I mean, we added fl- our flair to it. It was uh, magic. Our rip flair. Yeah. All right, let's re- we gotta hurry up because we gotta get under under eight minutes and we're almost out of time. Oh, that's not gonna happen. Um, so <laughs> on the twenty seventh of April, we are doing our annual twenty four hour charity stream with Geek the Ink. So Horse. all of your favorite. <laughs> hi, hi, listeners! If you're listening to this, I'm Ray and I want to die because of hell. Much Pat has made me laugh in this moment. Um, but if you're still listening to this, I'm going to be on a fun charity stream that John's putting together because he's a good dude. And other Geekly Ink people will be there. Most likely, I'm confirmed because I'm always free and uh, I require attention and love. So I'm, I'm going to be there and we're going to be helping out the Trevor Project who are good folks. Very good folks. We'll have the Drunks and Dragons. We'll have us and all sorts of other good things. <laughs> try my best to sort of be there all 24 hours because I, I'm basically going to get on the call and then dare someone to just sort of kick me off because I, I want to spend all 24 hours raising money for these good good folks with my good good friends 
And if you're still listening, March 19th is John's 40th birthday. So <laughs> say hello to at Nudzer, where the Z is the Z. If you want to talk to us on my birthday or any other day, you can find us at Brute Forcecast. I am at Nudzer. Where the Z is a Z. <laughs> I'm at the Adam Horse. Oh, good. The Adam Horse. I'm at Patrick underscore Rankin. I'm at my wits end. Um, but if you want to tweet at me, it's at MR and Ladylike. And if you DM me uh, a fan art that you did of Cammy, I'll um, take a shower. And you can say hello to our good friend Carly at animated me with the threes is me with the me's is threes. And the A's is nays. <laughs> hey, hey, potatoes, thank you so much for listening and for reviewing and for being good folks. Um, this episode is brought to you by horse, just the word. We just find that word funny, not horses, the animal, just the word horse. Um, so keep yelling horse at us. I love Don't. That. No one's listening at this. No one's listening at this point. Anyway. <laughs> Pile later. Ham. Does your hoodie say Moose Jaw? Yeah. Okay. I think I think Pat Moose Jaw Rankin would be a very fun sort of nickname convention mm. for you. I feel like I'd need to be way class too to be called Moose Jaw, like have a mad crazy underbite. <laughs> I just think that you had you would have like a powerful jaw mechanics like that of a of a big old big old moose. I would just think you were good at chomping. The middle nickname is not something I employ very much. I should probably get on that. It's a good naming convention. Well, we we tried to sort of, you know, dip and dip and stick and twist uh, Patrick Wenken in, and you just didn't work. But that's not a mid. That. Unless it's Patrick Patwick Wenken Rankin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm really not 100% cool with the dip and stick and twist adjective or whatever pronoun, whatever the fuck those things are that you put in front of Pat's name. Dip and stick and twist probably would also be a very good nickname for Pat. Like John Heavy Balls Caulfield? That's what we call him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he likes to sit in that chair so much. It takes a lot of effort to <laughs> schlep his heavy balls all around. <laughs> He's got a really strong pelvic core. Our favorite thing about John is sort of like the meaty clackers he's bringing to the podcast. That's our meaty one. clackers! <laughs> that npc is gonna die so soon we finally got to use mnemonomancy which is fun mnemonomancy um (laughs) you tried yeah cammy has a relic also more importantly cammy also has a comb that makes her hair and fur perfect well, it styles it however she wants. Yeah, it does style it however you want. Um, I or was it random? It was. It no. styled it random. Yeah, no, you're right. It no. does. It does. That is exactly why. That's exactly like why Damn Mirka it, never John. used it. Is that it makes she, it pristine? She did it once. And it gave her a beehive, I believe. It oh, gave her a yeah, beehive. I forgot about that. <sighs> Damn it, John. Why would this? This is what you choose to remember. Good. I have to tell you all the gods' names every time. But this is what you remember. <laughs> you're gonna railroad my fashion, John. <laughs> <laughs>